This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The deadline to declare for the NFL draft has come and gone, and we are talking about the winners and losers as college schools are related. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 18th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. About to bring in Blake Brockermeyer, 24-7 sports college football analyst, to run through the winners and losers from the underclassmen declaration deadline, which was Monday, to declare for the 2022 NFL draft. We always do this, the winners and the losers it was especially difficult this year because so many guys had the extra season of, of eligibility to the, the COVID waiver from the 2020 season. So there were guys who could have returned for a fifth or sixth season who just really are barely NFL draft guys who just said, well, I'm going to go ahead and go pro. So uh, interesting list. And I'm, ex- I'm excited to get into it with Blake. And just so you know, because we're going to talk about it, Blake, uh, a long time ago, forwent uh, his final season as a Texas Longhorn offensive lineman to declare for the 1995 NFL draft. He was a first round pick. People didn't really leave school early that much in the early to mid 90s. So he's not a trailblazer, but interesting perspective from Blake. One other note, just make sure you're following the 24-7 Sports Transfer Portal account on Twitter at 24-7 Sports Portal. There was a ton of activity this weekend. I'm an absolute ton. Arkansas landed Drew Sanders, an Alabama edge transfer. Texas landed Jaleel Billingsley, the Alabama tight end transfer. Nebraska landed Florida State quarterback transfer Chubba Purdy. JT Daniels is reportedly expected to enter the portal. Ole Miss is making a killing. And this weekend hosted USC transfers Jackson Dart, the quarterback, is a 99 rating, third best quarterback and prospect to the portal. And tight end Michael Trigg, a four-star prospect, in the portal. So Ole Miss could go on a run here. Oklahoma has been red hot. LSU has been red hot. Clemson finally added a transfer portal addition. Former Clemson quarterback Hunter Johnson, Steve Wolfram broke this news, who transferred to Northwestern, got his degree, never worked out for him as the the future or the starter or the the rock solid guy for Northwestern. He's coming back to Clemson to serve a backup third string depth quarterback coach on the field purposes. Um, kind of reminds me of South Carolina and Zeb Noland last season. Clemson fans are definitely hoping Hunter Johnson doesn't play this year, but it's a it's a neat story nonetheless. So make sure you're just following our, our transfer portal team on Twitter. They're doing a great job. Without further ado, here's Blake Brockermeyer. Okay, Blake Brockermeyer joins us. This is a, a complicated task, Blake. It used to be very simple back in the day to do winners and losers from the NFL draft declaration deadline. But now with the COVID waivers from 2020 hanging over everybody's head, and you uh, you were texting me, uh, I think last week, that it's just a total mess roster management-wise, it makes this assignment harder. So I, I think as we bring you in to talk about a few of these teams, kind of speak to that challenge. Yeah, I think in years past, if you had been in college for you know four years or even five years, I mean, obviously you're probably coming out now it's 
you know, he's coming back for his sixth year. They're making a big deal out of that. So it's, it, it gets confusing. The numbers get back to normal now. As far as the 85, there's no more super seniors and all that stuff. But you still have this whole four-year class of guys who, for the next four years, can can play six years of football if they want, which is silly to me. But So it, it does get confusing. Well, you mentioned that guys are making a big deal out of coming back for a sixth year. I also have thought it's funny that four-year guys are making big deals out of leaving. Like the Aiden Hutchinson graphic, like he made an edit, a tweet. I'm going pro. I mean, you have kids in college. I guess you get it. I, I just, you know, obviously you're going pro Aiden Hutchinson. You've been, a, yeah. you're a senior. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and he, he was probably going pro before the season ever started to begin with. So like he knew going into his season that this was going to be his last year because he made a big deal of coming back the year before. I, I knew going into my junior year that I was not going to play another year unless something crazy happened. So most of these guys that come out already know they're coming out. But, you know, today's today's age, everybody likes to make a big deal out of it. And, uh, but, you know, to each his own. Well, do you ever wish that you'd come back? No. No, I'm glad. I honestly wish I'd left a year earlier. I just so feel I like... it out? Just, well, I could have. I mean, I redshirted and then wow. I started three years. And so, you know, just the quicker you can get to the league and start getting paid, you, you know, it, your, your body can only take so many hits. And so it just helps, I think, if you can leave it at an appropriate amount of money, then I think it, it helps the players because you're at least you're getting paid for it. But, the, you know, the smart thing now is you look at your draft stock, see where you're at. Some of these guys can come back and they're not going to really help themselves that much. And some of these guys that are leaving early are, are leaving a lot of money on the table. I mean, I think like personally, Chris, you know, Chris Allen at, at Alabama, I mean, he could be a first round pick if he came back another year. He played, you know, probably 20 snaps this season and broke his foot on a on a sack fumble against Miami in the opener. And he's a super talented guy, but uh, I mean, he's got his own reasons for coming out, but I think he's 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 left millions of dollars on the table because I would doubt he gets drafted, you know, anywhere near where he thinks he's going to get drafted. That's interesting. Let's start there. Let's start with uh, let's start with the two teams who have been hard to to classify as a winner or a loser. So you know, for our notes here, we have reloading, not rebuilding. The two title game contenders look like obviously for Alabama, a guy like Evan Neal, who you you wrote on Monday, it, you would pick first if you're the Jags. Obviously, a guy like him's leaving. So it's kind of like you look at the swing guys for Alabama. Slade Bolden's leaving. John Metchie's leaving. Josh Job's leaving. And Slade and, and, and John are, are receivers. Josh Job and Jalen Armour Davis are cornerbacks. They're leaving. Chris Allen, you mentioned, is leaving. Indications are middle linebacker Christian Harris is leaving. However, swing guys returning. Linebacker Henry Toe Defensive lineman DJ Dale. Safety Jordan Battle. Defensive back to Marco Hellams. Defensive lineman Byron Young. Offensive lineman Emil Echior. And tight end Cameron Latu. Where does that leave you when I, when I rattle off those names, Blake? I think, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a wash. I think most of the guys leaving for, for Alabama are guys that you expected to leave. You know, they would love to have Mechie come back and play again, if I were guessing. And uh, I would think, you know, I think Chris, Christian Harris is kind of a tweener guy that 
I think he went into the season expecting to be a, a really high pick. Uh, had a good season, played well. I, I, I think he could probably help himself coming back for another year, but uh, he'll get drafted fairly high, so you can't argue with that. The guys coming back, you know, Toto is huge. The, the biggest guy to me, the, the biggest two guys to me, I think, are Jordan Battles is easily number one. You know, he probably is a, is a, is a day two draft guy. I think he's got some of the best range of college football, excellent player. He'll be a leader, a captain for them this year. And then Byron Young is kind of one of these, you know, unassuming D linemen that Alabama seems to churn one of these guys out every year. Phil Mathis, he'll probably take over his role next year and be the guy that adds a lot of value and makes a lot of money by having a huge, you know, huge year last year at Alabama. So those two guys stick out, but they've got, there's a lot more. They lost a few guys in the portal uh, recently. Uh, A couple of them were guys that played a lot, but uh, honestly, I think they'll be fine. They've got a lot of depth and a lot of talent. And, you know, they had a lot of youth that played this year. That'll come back to to help them out next year. Yeah. Nobody feels bad for Alabama. Uh, Georgia. Same situation, I think. And we mentioned the announcing I'm leaving Aiden Hutchinson. Like Darren Kendrick did the same thing. Like, yeah, you, you played four years. You know, we, yeah. we thought you were going to go pro last year, um, but, but he's officially gone. Obviously, um, you know, Jamari Sawyer, the offensive lineman, he's yeah. gone. You know, four-year player. James Cooks, Amir White, four-year player. Swing guys to leave, though. Lewis Seen, Trayvon Walker. I call him a swing guy. You can tell me I'm wrong here. Just a third-year guy, like maybe you come back and get some shine. And George Pickens, swing guys return. Nolan Smith, former number one recruit in the country. He's coming back. Safety Chris Smith is too. What do you think about Georgia, Blake? Well, the guys that are leaving, which kind of like you mentioned, that you would you would assume they were leaving before the season. I mean, they're losing some ridiculous talent. Like all these guys are, you know, first, second round talent guys to me. Uh, they'll all, I mean, they'll, most of those guys will be very high picks and have great pro careers. Uh, Sign had a, is is their best DB in my opinion by a lot. He plays the most. He's, you know, the the safety that could strike you and, and, you know, play deep coverage. Trayvon Walker, to me, is their most, one of their, probably probably their most underrated defensive player. Uh, He will have a a monster NFL career, I think. Uh, George Pickens obviously had a disappointing year coming off the ACL in the spring. My guess is he went into the season knowing that this was going to be his last. And uh, he is probably going to fall in the draft more than he probably wants to, but he'll get a, he'll get a chance to, to, to show what he can do. He's a talented guy. And then Nolan Smith, in my opinion, made the right decision to come back. I think uh, he's a very talented guy, very active uh, off the edge, makes a lot of TFLs, uh, but he can, he can probably add some value to, to his, to his name and, and being a, a guy that's a leader for their defense that played a lot, you know, they're losing most of their front seven. So I think he'll be, he'll, he'll be a nice piece to come back for them. And then Chris Smith, you know, safety's done some good things for them, made some good plays, had the pick six versus Clemson there, buddy, remember. So uh, they're losing a ton of talent, but they've also got a lot of talent waiting in the wings, just like Alabama does. Yeah, I forgot to mention that Kobe Dean, the linebacker, is a, is a slam dunk leaving. It'll be interesting to see what they do with quarterbacks, too. Now we're, we're recording Monday afternoon. I guess the deadline's tonight or midnight or whatever. Um, you know, Does Tetson Bennett go pro? I don't know. No, I don't know what he does. No. Uh, you know, JT no. Daniels reportedly eyeing the portal, too. So we'll see. Let's get into some winners. This is, uh, it, it's easier to find winners than losers. And I think, you know, you're taking everything with a grain of salt. You're kind of weighing your, your additions versus your subtractions. Blake, you have a laundry list of names coming back to the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm sure you learned a lot of Tennessee players over the weekend while you were working on this. 
The big name, though, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback coming back. You actually mentioned him at the bottom of an article you did last week or two weeks ago, whatever, like a, a senior quarterback who could have a, a Pickett or a Mac Jones type rise. He wasn't one of the main guys you profiled, but but he's he's in the mix. And this has to be refreshing for Tennessee a year after they lost just about everybody to be returning a lot of good, uh, a lot of good talent. Yeah, it's kind of like a reverse of fortune for them. Last year, it seemed like they lost half their team. This year, it seems like half their team's coming back. So I think Hooker, obviously, is the huge name for them coming back. I really like this Cedric Tillman, a big play receiver for them. He caught almost 1,000 yards uh, worth of worth of balls and nine touchdowns. Real explosive guy for them in their fast-tempo offense. Those two guys are obviously the guys that you know, are, are, are the guys they're going to really count on next year amongst other players. The guy that they're going to miss the most, who missed a lot of this season, is, was Cade Mays. You know, he missed you know, basically five games this year. He was hurt, it seemed like, most of the year, but he's an all-SEC tackle when he's healthy, and he's an excellent player. So uh, Tennessee wins, though. I mean, they have, I mean, a ton of guys coming back at a lot of different positions. Yeah, excited to see what they do. Boston College... Phil Dracovic only played in six games in 2021, so I kind of expected him to return. I was surprised that Zay Flowers returned, I, I the receiver. I looked at the stats, 44 catches, 765 yards, probably did not have the season he wanted in 2021, mostly because Phil Dracovic was hurt. But they've got like six of the guys coming back that, that were surprises, Blake, and, and four of them were re- received all ACC considerations here so that's like Jeff Halfley's got to be happy yeah Halfley's a coach on the rise you you feel like this guy's doing 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 big things and moving up the coaching ladder getting their quarterback Jerkovic back is huge you know he's one of these BC guys that you know BC churns out a lot of NFL talent he, uh, you know, like you said, he only he only uh, played six games. He hurt. I think he broke it, broke a broke his hand mm-hmm. real yep. real early in the season, if I remember correctly, and came back late in the season and played a little bit. So he's an excellent player. He'll be one of these guys that'll be in the mix for you know day one or two NFL draft grade. Throwing to Zay Flowers is going to help a bunch, and you know they've got some other pieces. They've got a couple of DBs coming back for them that are going to help. So they'll they'll have a good team good team this year. In in the ACC, and I would expect them to to make a little bit of noise next year. All right, so Iowa loses Tyler Linderbaum. No surprise, highest center drafted likely to be he likely, I don't know why I said that like that, but he's likely to be the highest drafted center since who knows when. Um, Also lost Tyler Goodson, but the Hawkeyes, I mean, this this is pretty, pretty exciting for them. Riley Moss, He's coming back. He had he had those two pick sixes early in the year. Jack Campbell, man, like he, you called it here on this. Uh, he had 29 tackles in 2020, and he had 143 in 2021. Yeah. And they, they also returned re- returned two pass catchers, including a, a beast tight end. Are you looking out for Iowa uh, this fall? Yeah, I mean, Iowa's is kind of the same deal with them every year. I mean, who's going to be their quarterback? But uh, you know, Laporta coming back's big. He's kind of their go-to receiver. He's you know, Iowa's always got a great tight end. You know, and they returned, you know, some other key pieces. They've got Charlie Jones, who's a former walk-on. He's an excellent special teams uh, returner, and he can also make some explosive catch- catches for them. He had uh, 21 catches last year for 323 yards. So, you know, I wouldn't expect Charlie Jones to come out for the draft, but, you know, that, getting those kind of guys like that, guys that are solid starters for you that, you know, probably shouldn't be leaving early for the draft but are thinking about it, I mean, that makes all the difference in the world in your team having a chance 
chance to win the Big Ten or just kind of maybe being a bowl eligible team. But Iowa, you know, every year they seem to churn out nine or 10 wins with no matter who they got. One of the best coaching staffs in the country, great development. So you 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 never can count out Iowa. It's just a matter of them. One of these days, they're going to find a quarterback there that's a dude. And when they when that happens, is it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's like uh, it's been a while. I remember Drew Tate when I was a kid. Anyway, Oregon, like there's not much star power returning on the offensive line, but anytime Blake speak to this, anytime you return four senior offensive linemen um, who were starters, how happy do you think new quarterback Bo Nix and new new coach Dan Lanning, new offensive coordinator Kenny Dillingham are about that continuity? Yeah, I mean, Bo Nix is going to be excited. I know that. But but not only do they return, but they're all returning for their sixth year. So these guys, you know, Foresight, Bass, Walk, Sal, I mean, they, they have been there for six years. So the camaraderie and, and just the just working and knowing each other, you know, that's going to be an O-line to watch for next year. You know, they lose a couple of guys on their back end and, and, and McKinley and Wright. Obviously, you know, Thibodeau's gone, but, but you know, that, having those big guys up front is going to help. Oregon's always got a great running game, and, and Bo Nix is going to be the best runner on their team no matter who their running back is. That guy had an electric year at, at, at Auburn this year, so it'll be fun to watch uh, Watch whoever running behind all, all those six-year offensive linemen. Yeah, you mentioned whoever. We're still waiting to see what uh, what CJ Verdell does, and then and Ty, uh, Travis Dye, who took yeah. over at that spot after Verdell went down, he is in the transfer portal. So we'll see. I'm going to also throw out UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson came back after Dylan Gabriel uh, decommitted, and then they also returned Zach Charbonnet. So that's that's good for Chip Kelly, who's just re-signed in Westwood. Loser time. It's tough with the losers. I'm going to start with a team that had a lot of volume. We tried to count. I think Oklahoma's at 11 plus NFL declarations. Blake, it's a new coaching staff, so it's like you know whatever, and they're gonna they're gonna hit the portal hard for him. But is this uh, is this a crippling amount of losses for the Sooners? It's a lot. I mean, and not only that, but you know, with with Caleb Williams leaving, he's one of those guys that brings guys with him wherever he goes. So guys are gonna want to you know guys will want to leave and play with him. So when you when you not only when you lose players, but you lose leaders. And guys that are difference makers, that's gonna that stings a little bit. So Oklahoma's already, you know, gone on the portal and signed a bunch of DBs, and they'll sign a lot of guys out of there. You know, they'll have, you know, Venables, one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. So they'll be fine in time. It might be a little, it might be a year or two for them, I think, to kind of get back to where, what they're used to. But uh, you know, Deshaun White's coming back for them, linebacker that's been there. This will be his fifth fifth year, so that'll help on defense. But you know, they got a lot, lot to be fighting all the way to the end this year as it is. Staying in the Big 12, um, Iowa State, this is sort of a place that we're split on, Blake, and this is where the COVID year really messes you up because a guy like linebacker Mike Rose, he had, he had a year left. He, he's not going to use it. He's going to the NFL. Quarterback Brock Purdy. Now, some fans might have said it's time for Hunter Deckers. Brock had a year if he wanted to use it going to the NFL. Hard to believe that a guy who's part of the 2016 class, Iyoma Uwazariki, He's gone to a uh, really good defensive lineman. And then, of course, they lost Brees Hall. 
So you have them. You have the Iowa State Cyclones as a loser here. You know, my counter would be they're getting back Will McDonald, who's a sack master. Getting back receiver Xavier Hutchinson, good receiver. Um, getting back linebacker Orion Vance. I guess this is just Blake. One of those situations where it's it's a little bit just tougher maybe to do the math on there or the you know the calculus on who's coming back and who's leaving based on expectations. Yeah, I mean McDonald coming back is huge because you know he's he's going to break Von Miller's Big Twelve all you know at set sack record this year he's all he needs is five sacks to break the record so you know he's a little undersized he's 6'4 245 he's been you know he had a huge year for them getting him back and getting uh, Xavier Hutchinson back to me those are the two biggest names that, that they get back Hutchinson's a, a baller and a leader for them and one of their top playmakers on offense you know Orion Vance has been injured a lot and uh you know when he's held, he'll they'll need they'll need him this year with Jay Hummel and Mike Rose leaving, so he'll be a big piece for them. But you know, no one expected Bryce Hall to come back. You know, no one really expected Brock Purdy to come back. So I think to me, some of the guys are losing, even though they could come back, or huge pieces for them uh, that would make a big difference for them uh, and, and with the chance to win the Big Twelve next year. All right, uh, my last one, and this was sort of a, a suggestion by me. You probably, I don't know if you agree with it, but I'm going to throw out Michigan. Yeah. In the in years past, we've seen teams who are close or even coming off a title win, like have some sort of big "we're all coming back" moment. Alabama's done it several times. Georgia. Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle came back together. I did not, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson was going pro. He's a four-year player. But a few guys, you know, Daxton Hill could be a, a face of college football, but he, he's going pro, probably be a, you know, into the first round pick. David Ojabo, an edge rusher who just came on this season, opposite Aiden Hutchinson, he's leaving. Hassan Haskins, running back, they're not going to, I mean, they're great at running back with uh, Blake Corman and Donovan Edwards, but he's leaving. You mentioned Chris Hinton. They were not expecting that. The defensive tackle, he's leaving. Uh, randomly, receiver Dalen Baldwin, a, a former transfer from Jackson State, hardly flashed on the field this year as they really focus on running the ball, but he's leaving too. So I just think for Michigan, there was no moment of galvanization of we're all coming back. And, and I wonder if Jim Harbaugh's future being up in the air was maybe to blame for that. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think sometimes when you have a huge year like that, like they had, I mean, they had a special year. Hutchinson and, and Haskins were obviously huge leaders off, on and off the field for them. I think a lot of times it's like, all right, we did it. Now let's go, let's go, let's go get paid. You know, let's go do our thing. And you know, Harbaugh looks like that's you know 50-50 whether he comes back or not. But you know, Georgia is the team that that I think about. I mean, the guys that came back this year for Georgia was a difference in them, probably one of the national championships. Championship. I mean, they had so many guys that could have left that came back. And so, you know, sometimes it works out for in your favor. Some sometimes it doesn't. I know Clemson, you know, this year on defense, they had a lot of guys come back that, you know, they thought they had a chance to win it this year and uh just didn't work out for them offensively. Defensively, they were pretty good. But so I think, you know, I don't think Michigan's got the talent to consistently be in the in the playoffs. I mean, I think they've got a lot of talent, but they're not that type of team, in my opinion. So I would look for Ohio State to be back uh, winning the Big Ten next year. All right, Blake Brockermeyer. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks to Blake for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at FW. Our producer is Lance Glenn. My name is Trey Scott. Have a great Tuesday. We will talk to you on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.